Yes? Oh, before time. Do you intend to leave us standing on the doorstep all day with the wrench? Look, that gun and caught a sniffle. How you expect it? Don't take that tone with me, my good man. Now battle off and tell Baron Brunwald that Lord Clarence MacDonald and his lovely assistant are here to view the tapestries. Tapestries? Dear me, the man is dense. This is a castle, isn't it? There are tapestries. This is a castle. And we have many tapestries. And if you are a Scottish lord, then... I am Mickey Mouse. I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? I told you... Don't call me Junior. It's not always sure. It's disgraceful. You're old enough to be her, her, her grandfather. I'm as human as the next man. I was the next man. Ships that pass in the night. I'm going after those horses. I'll take the camels. I don't need camels. What indeed? No camels. I didn't know you could fly a plane. Why, yes! Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Mac Masunas. How's everybody doing today? And with me, as always, is Mr. Jameson. Rabbit, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing excellent today. I'm doing fantastic, man. It's great to be back, sir. Woo-hoo! It is. Super fun time. Super fun time. This is going to be a, a packed show, man, because we blew it last episode. We forgot to do our new segment, sir. Oh, drats. Do you remember what that new segment is? I am a movie. Tell me who I am. <laughs> what movie am I? So you you got your two because we got to make up for last episode. You got your two ready for this uh, episode, sir? I was born ready. All right. Awesome. I, I'm excited. Uh, we have a big announcement that we're going to make in the movie and music news section. Uh, but this is going to be a fun episode. And uh, just kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. I originally was planning on doing this episode and Indiana Jones 4 together. Jameson said, hey... It's going to be a loaded episode. I think we should do it by itself. And, you know, not to give any pre-warning of what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm glad that I took his advice because this is going to be a lot to talk about in this episode. So good job, sir. You, you, uh, you were correct. So. Always take my advice. It's true. So uh, should we roll into some movie music news, sir? Let's hit it. All right, let's do it. Oh, man, I guess more tragic news. We have another death. Uh, but this one, though, is, uh, is you know... Um, not, nat- not so nat- tragic. Right, it's natural, which, of course, is the iconic uh, legend, of course, and that's Shirley Temple. 
what is she like 80 85 i believe 85 uh obviously had a fantastic career and i guess she was uh did a lot of damage in her adult years i believe she was in politics in my diplomat diplomat there you go so uh yeah man i mean shirley temple obviously uh pretty much the queen kid actor most adorable kid i guess there is but uh it's cool man i'm glad she had a a nice long healthy life and did a lot of damage and uh good stuff so what's your history with shirley temple sir um not a lot i mean i watched shirley temple when i was a kid um it seemed, I just seem to remember uh, every time I think of watching a Shirley Temple movie, it was over at my grandma and grandpa's house. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my association with it. Um, uh, if you see me lately, if you run into me, you'll notice that I have um, adopted her hairstyle recently. <laughs> so uh, You got just, curly hair now? Just Yeah, just imagine that. Just wow. uh, find the picture of me on the Facebook page and put the Shirley Temple wig on. That's how I'm looking right now. So. <laughs> You know, that's just my tribute to her. Excellent. Good times. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got those uh, sunglasses from Back to the Future, too. <laughs> Throw those on, man. You'll be looking like, you know, because next year we got to start dressing ridiculous. So I think it'll work. I'm know, ready. With that wig and all. So yep. good times. All right, sir. Um, so uh, Escape Plan. I got mm-hmm. it on DVD. And I watched a little bit of it, and I, I never got a chance to finish it. And you didn't? I did it, man. I, I so wanted to talk about it on this episode. Did you get a chance to watch it, sir? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Okay. So, without giving too much away, um, what, what's your what's your thoughts so far? Uh, <laughs> it was all right. It was pretty good. Um, it was what I was hoping for, you know. So, let's rank it. Last stand, bullet to the head, and escape plan. What's your ranking? All right, so escape plan is easily uh, the best of those three. Okay. Um, bullet to the head is easily the worst <laughs> of those three. Um, but I don't really love any of them. You know, I think uh, bullet to the head I gave a star, right. half a star, right. something in there. Yeah, one star I think it was. Yeah, and last stand I would probably say two <laughs> and escape plan uh i gave uh i would put it at like a 2.75 wow not a three I mean, two and a half feels a little too low but wow. right in there look at this guy over here i thought you would at least be at three and a half man no wow that's terrible <laughs> there's there's some bad stuff in that movie but you know it's fun it's cool to see them together and there's a great fight scene that's awesome cool well we'll talk about it next week um, I got through that Dark Knight uh, trilogy bonus disc. Uh, very cool, man. Um, the interview between Christopher Nolan and uh, Mr. Dick Donner was really cool because you learned a lot of stuff about Superman that I hadn't heard before because he kind of gives him the tricks of the trade. And uh, what's really cool is uh, he really loves a lot of the stuff that Christopher Nolan did. Like, how did you get away with doing this? You know, and, uh, and just the inspiration he would say about how much Superman is uh i'm practical he wanted to make it because he did so much practical but what's really cool is just hearing the history of superman and how they only uh screened three people for superman you know and and stuff like that real crazy stuff but how they Mm. tried to do the wires and everything like that it was really cool i really enjoyed that it was about a good half hour i would say and then so they only screened three people for the original superman uh the original super christopher reeve you mean uh yeah no, no, I can't. I must have, I must have misheard that right because that didn't sound right when I heard it. So 
you know, they were drinking, so maybe he was a little bit off. But right. it was, hey, it was off. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'll have to double check that. I swear he said three, and I was kind of like, huh. But but here's the thing, they had so many different people in mind and he's like no we need an unknown for this and that's kind of where the new direction went you know he's like burt reynolds yeah because they're like oh well we want robert redford he's like no you'll be thinking of robert redford in the suit i want an unknown so you're like that's superman you know so maybe yes. I, I maybe it was 30 who knows but, i don't know hey but the uh, the other one which was the the history you know the the making of the the trilogy blah 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 it was really cool because they did sections they did origins they did locations how they talked about building they talk about casting and and you got to see like uh Mr. Scarecrow play the casting call for Bruce Wayne and then play Batman and you actually have him in the Val Kilmer suit which was real funny it was like so glad they picked him for Scarecrow, you know. Hmm. And then you see Val, then you see Christian Bale in the Val Kilmer suit, you know. And right. it, it was really cool. And Gilbert uh, Del Toro was on there a lot talking about it. It was just so cool. And the best part is when they were going through the casting, they saved Heath Ledger for last. And they sh- they show a lot of footage that was never shown in The Dark Knight during this. Um, like 75 minute I don't want I don't know if it's a documentary or not. I mean it's a special feature but right. I mean, it was really cool but it was like for example when he blows up the hospital you see him on the bus just like by himself just joking and jumping up and down and stuff like that it was really cool you know huh. so so I really enjoyed it, it was awesome I, I so wanted to send you the bonus disc dude just mail it to you because it's only on blu-ray you know and have you mail it back to me and then the rest of it is just IMAX stuff so really the only two things on the bonus disc are just that i thought there was more but the imax stuff is already on the other blu-rays that you get so cool it's a little bit of a disappointment but overall the those two things are very cool so uh does it does it smell like shininess yes glossiness (laughs) i love the smell of glossiness (laughs) you're not gonna let that go are you i love it that's one of my favorite quotes excellent well just like uh you sir my, one of my favorites is when uh, on EZA when we're talking about Steven Seagal and Jason's like, I don't like Steven Seagal. And you're like, what? And, uh, and you start talking about ponytails. And then, of the course. The man wears a clip on ponytail. That's well known. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the famous go get a dictionary. <laughs> so, so good, sir. All right. So, music news, sir. Yeah. Um, I got an artist for you. And this artist has made $50,000 a day doing absolutely nothing but staying home mm-hmm. and taking care of their kid and can you name the artist that got paid fifty thousand dollars a day staying home collecting grammys and doing nothing except taking care of their kid throughout 2013 john oates no sir that would be adele uh-huh. uh, because of her album selling 20 i don't know it was like 50 million no 22 million copies she got royalty checks of $50,000 every single day, and she just stayed home collecting those checks, taking care of her kids, and just leaving the house to go collect her Grammys and, and stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. And then, of course, our boys, just talking about it last week with Skillet, uh, the Not Gonna Die music video came out. What would you think, sir? Did you check this out? Yeah, it was uh... – it was kind of interesting. It looked like it was filmed at the concert I went to. They're wearing <laughs> the exact same clothes. Everything was exactly the same. That's awesome, man. I, uh, I love this music video, man. It was so good. I don't like the Sick of It music video. That was kind of lame. But this video was amazing. It was good times, man. So what's your review of the video, sir? I liked it. Two thumbs up, one yeah, thumb yeah. up? Yeah, 
Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then they won the uh, the Loudwire magazine had like the uh, best rock album of 2013. Mm-hmm. So they went ahead and of course they were included in that uh, like all the rock albums. And Skillet won, uh, cool. voted by the fans. They beat out all the major people in 2013. Uh, what are we talking like? Nickelback, Avenge, Finger. F- uh, what is it? Uh. <laughs> that, what is that center? Avenge Sevenfold yeah, or they're, Finger yeah, they're, Eleven? Yeah, you there were going you go. both. <laughs> oh man, I screwed that up. Let me pull up this list there because they got 17. percent The uh, the oh geez, hold on one second. All right, AFI. Allison Chains, Alter Bridge, Avenge Sevenfold there you go. had the second highest votes. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch was number Damn. three. Pearl Jam, Queens of the Stone Age, Seven Dust, and then Skillet won at number one. On I like I like uh, most of them on that list. That's a good grouping. Yeah, good time. So uh, the other thing, sir, that uh, I wanted to talk about, I thought we should do. Some TV news. What do you think, sir? Why not? Let's get into some TV news. You have too much TV. That's what my mother tells me. All right. So you're probably like, why are you doing some TV news? Well, we have an announcement to make. And uh, you're going to hear it first because we recorded something for Changing Channels podcast. You know that podcast that we used to do a long time ago. We recorded a new episode for that. But it's not going to be posted uh, for another day or two. We wanted to give the STL the first exclusiveness exclusive uh, news on uh, what we're doing. So uh, here's the thing. Um, as you know, Jameson has the very successful Real Films podcast currently. Uh, good job, sir. You're, you're killing hey. it over there. And uh, you guys know I got the new podcast, uh, Make Some Noise. And surprisingly, uh, the, it's been an overwhelming success. Uh, I would say half of the listeners of STL listen to the underground hour and half of the listeners of the underground hour listen to make some noise which is kind of what I was expecting so good numbers there I'm excited and uh, so we had a talk after we recorded last week and uh, as we all know uh, changing channels podcast is a podcast we haven't done in quite a while and to be honest pulling back the curtain it's a podcast that we spend a lot of time in prep work um, pre-production is lengthy. Oh, uh, why don't we get into it? How lengthy is this, sir? Um, you know, it was it, it was easy when we first started, and there was a bunch of shows that we wanted to talk about that we were passionate about, and and what have you. Um, but even you know, you you start talking about shows that are twenty, thirty years old. If uh, you have to sit down and watch a lot of episodes to kind of refamiliarize and. To be to be fair to the audience, to to you know have your facts straight, and it just got to be so much. And I'll I'll put it on me because this is I, you know, it, it got to be a, a lot for me to to juggle so many successful podcasts. <laughs> I mean, come on, but uh, you know, in all honesty, it, it it was kind of hurting me every time I looked at my iPod and I saw this changing channels icon and there's nothing there, and I felt like. It's not fair to the fans to let it just sit there, kind of twisting in the wind. You know, it it, it, it was. It, it took a lot of hours where I could be using, both of us could be using that time to watch films that we're going to review or, or what have you for other things. Right. All for 
one episode, you know? Yeah, I mean, it definitely does not go on you, sir. You know, I mean, we talk about it, and we would bring it up, and we're like, nah, let's just move on. And here's the thing. Uh, obviously, you can clearly tell we're trying to say that Change Channel's podcast is, we're, we're ending it. Uh, but here's the thing. The fans have spoken. You guys have said, you know, we want as much Jameson as soon as we can get. Well, guess what? All the time that we're doing all this watching of all these TV shows, that's less STL episodes that we get to review. And, you know, I've, I've told a few of you guys behind the scenes, and you're like, I don't even know how you did it, to be honest with you, how you even had any time. And happy wife is a happy life. And Amen, I'm, bro. And I'm, and I'm sorry, but doing my, my wife's like, you got another podcast, you know. So it's getting to a point where something's got to take a sacrifice and uh, Changing Channels podcast, unfortunately, is going to take uh, that. But we're going to take TV news that uh, move it back to STL, like in the old days. So it's going to be STL is going to be jam packed. We got movie news, music news, TV news, the whole works, which I think is cool. It makes it that much better and, and more fun. And we can get to it on a on a weekly basis versus monthly. You forget crap that happened three right. weeks ago. You know. Uh, now, in regards to the feed, obviously, I pay money. For Changing Channels podcast, and uh, I was going to just let it die out. Uh, although, uh, there was a great suggestion from uh, John the Music Man, who's like, dude, why don't you put the new podcast on that feed? Which I was like, that's brilliant, because we all know, uh, Make Some Noise got rejected from iTunes, because guess what? I play music on there. Ha, so copyright. You guys get it. So, uh, in a few days after the episode is posted... I'm going to be changing the feed to STL Podcast Presents Make Some Noise because there's multiple people that want to hear the show on iTunes and it's hard for them to go to the website, know that there's a new episode up and download it. But if it's on iTunes, boom, it's already there. And like you, sir, you have that problem. You're like, dude, I always forget to go download yeah. the episode. It's easier when it goes to my iPod. So uh, for Stitcher, that still stays the same. I'm going to have pretty much two feeds going at once. So if you're already subscribing on Stitcher to the show, that doesn't change. But everything for changing channels is going to get transferred over to that show. But it's going to be kind of a slow transition until everything's official. And that way, I'm not I'm not killing a feed off, and you know I can get the show on iTunes. And so there you go. That that's the announcement, guys. And uh, most of, I'm sure most of you guys are going to understand. Uh, we love doing the show, but it was just too much. So it was time to call, close one door and open another. So. I feel like we should be playing an outro song for it. You know, it's so hard to say goodbye. No, no, I'm not playing. <laughs> so uh, on, on a lighter note, sir, in regards to TV news, um, the, well, I don't know if it's a lighter note, but the Michael J. Fox show got canceled, sir. Yeah. And uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, I, I think I watched two episodes. I had the rest of my DVR, and when it got canceled, I was like, "Boom!" I, I just deleted them because I didn't I didn't see what was the point in finishing out the rest of the season when it's going to be canceled anyways. So I I got more space back in my DVR. There you go. Um, so what about you, man? Did you how far did you get into the show? Uh, I believe I made it three episodes before I lost interest. Okay. Agents of Shield, obviously, we've mentioned before. I, I'm done with it. I don't know what your status is officially. <laughs> I, I can't officially delete them from my DVR, but they're just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of shows uh, this season. This it's it seemed like this past fall um, when the new lineups came out and everything. There was a lot of shows I was excited for, and I was DVRing them like crazy. And I was like, this is an amazing season. There's so many good shows, and then. 
as always happens, uh, start, things started to dwindle. I lost interest in Sleepy Hollow. I lost interest in uh, Shield. Uh, so few shows made it through. Yeah, <laughs> there's very few that I watch. It's true. So you know, uh, I mean, what are you what are you gonna do? I mean, I feel bad for deleting it, but it is what it is. I mean, there are returning shows that I love to watch, and I mean, Arrow is phenomenal. This season is just great, and uh, you know, of course, uh, your wife's in Pretty Little Liars, and I'm, I like text her like, dude. This last episode, you're like, dude, I'm sorry, man. She's like a season behind. I was, I, I was, think she's on Netflix with it. Oh, man, I was so depressed. But uh, news came out today uh, for the new Batman show, Gotham. We got some people that got cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Commissioner Gordon cast, and we got a few other people cast. So have you seen the people, sir, that got cast? Yeah, I saw some pictures on Facebook. Okay, so... Uh, they, got, they got faces. Yeah, they got faces, but I can't say I'm... Oh, I, okay, so Robin Lord Taylor... Uh, from The Walking Dead and Accepted joins mm-hmm. the cast as Oswald Cobblepot. Um, I don't know if that person sounds familiar. We have Sean Pertwee from uh, Event Horizon. Um, wow, there's yeah. a name from the past. Yeah, uh, we have uh, Zebrana Guevara from uh-huh. Burn from Burn Notice, who's going to play Gordon's boss at the GPCD or G C P D. And then, of course, uh, Commissioner Gordon was cast from the guy from the OC. That's going to be Commissioner Gordon. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm like, I really, with this show, I'm kind of like wait and see. I'm not really excited. I'm not like I'm not going to watch it, but I'm not going to get all like flabbergasted with all this news and stuff. It's just, you know, just a bunch of hullabaloo. Yeah. So, are, are you excited for this TV show, sir? Sure. Not really. <laughs> no, I'm not excited for it, but I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm going to give it a, its fair due. Okay. You know, hopefully it's good. Well, I did watch the last uh, Jay Leno Tonight Show. You know, I mm-hmm. love I love me some Jay Leno. I love the Tonight Show. It was great, man. You know, Garth Brooks closed out his final episode, and I just loved it, man. When he got there and he started crying, just saying how he lost his mom on the show, he lost his dad on the show, and the people he works with is his family. You know, we're a union show. You know, it's the best kind of people you, you could work with. And I'm, I'm happy to, as Johnny Carson passed it on to me, I'm happy to be passing on to Jimmy Fallon. And I like Jimmy Fallon, man. I think he's a funny guy. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see where he goes. We all know Jimmy Fallon's got a huge man crush on Justin Timberlake. They're great That's friends. Right. So uh, I'm excited, sir. Did you check out the Tonight Show? I It was last night, right? His first episode. Uh, was it? No. I, I swear it was last night. The was... Olympics move everything around so oh. late now. Because oh. I, I did look last night, and they had the Olympics replays on after my 10 o'clock news. So if it was on, it was late. Okay. Well, hopefully, I, I swear, because I, I caught the last episode, and they said Monday night it was going to be Jimmy Fallon uh, you know, doing his first episode. Mm. So, yeah, I, I missed it. But I, I'm excited, though, either way. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. So I like all the I like all the shakeup of the late night. I like Seth Meyers getting his own show, and I love the news that he has Fred Armisen as his band leader. I love that. Heck yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I'm still a big fan of Conan. You know, Conan's always funny. Yep. I I love his segment where he plays video games. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's always good times when he does that. So and of course he had Skillet on just a few months ago. That was awesome. So. Yep. I mean, that automatically makes Conan awesome. So, yeah, good times. <laughs> All right, sir. I think that's a wrap for everything. Movie, music, TV, all whole works. So are you ready to get into this review 
of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, sir. Let's do this. Why? I thought you'd be more excited than just like, <laughs> let's do this. Let's get into it. You should be fired up. I sir. hate this movie. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. We're about to complete a great quest. The Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. Oh, rats. This is it. Look. The shield is the second mark. We found it. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! Out of the way! Across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. Hang on, Dad, we're going in! Into the homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. In his search for the Holy Grail. In the belly of that steel beast. Dad! Junior! You call this archaeology? The quest for the grail is not archaeology. It's a race against evil. Germany has declared war on the Jones boys. Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad! It's a new experience for me. Happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have the adventure of your life. Keeping up with the Joneses. Dude, I really, I really enjoyed this movie, man. I, I almost was like, I, I, I should have watched this movie first, but clearly it wouldn't. It, it, it fits so much better, obviously, watching it the third, you know, the third movie. Uh, so man, there's a lot to talk about and I am excited to talk about it. It's cool that we have, you know, Steven Spielberg back to do this, you know, and a story by George Lucas again. And, uh, dude, remember I was telling you about Sean Connery and stuff, man. I can't wait to get into this guy here. So the movie starts off, right? And, you know, I see Utah, uh, 1912 and I see like a young Indiana Jones. I'm like, oh, okay. So we got like, a um, you know, not as old as Harrison Ford. The guy's like in his 20s, so on and so forth. And I see River Phoenix come on. I'm like, whoa, River Phoenix. You know, I, I saw his name in the credits, but when I saw him, I was like, oh, dude, I love me some River Phoenix, you know. Right. And then we get, uh, you know, the the line about this belongs in a museum. I'm like, wow, that kid sounds, you know, that kid's like Indiana Jones, you know. And I was like, so it's cool. Indiana Jones versus River Phoenix. You know, it's good stuff. And then we have the train sequence. Let's talk about the the opening sequence, sir, yep. of this movie. Uh, what, how, what do you think, man? Uh, how, how's this opening sequence fit for you, for this movie, and then also in comparison to the other two? I dig opening with a flashback. It Because it does. It throws you purposely, obviously. You know, they, they they throw the red herring of you thinking you know who Indy is in this. Oh, by and, the way, before you go on, uh, I'm going to I've been fooled multiple times in this movie. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you questions, setting Uh-oh. up, setting up stuff that I will be revealed later on. But just so you know, 
I was totally fooled that River Phoenix is Indiana Jones. So they totally got me in the beginning. Mike got hoodwinked. I did. I got hoodwinked multiple times in this movie (laughs) that we will discuss. So, So, yeah, as you said... You think that this guy is Indiana Jones, so continue. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I, no, that's fine. I, I, I just wanted to set that up. So I, I really dig this opening of, you know, once you do figure it out, I, I like that you get kind of a look into young Indy. Um, you see where he got his inspiration. You see, it, it, it sets up so much of, like, you see where he gets his whip from during this, during this flashback. You see where he gets the scar on his chin. You see where he gets his hat, his whole... His whole look, you know. Oh, the scar on the chin. I didn't put that together. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Awesome. Yeah. Good times. Um, and, and the other cool part about this opening was that because they shot this opening and Spielberg loved it so much, Spielberg and Lucas loved it, this opening so much that it spun off the Young Indiana Jones TV series, which I loved. Uh, see, I thought that immediately when this sequence was over, I was like, huh, Young Indiana Jones. And I thought that the guy who I thought was Indiana Jones was like, well, maybe that guy's in it, but I didn't look it up, you know? But I'm like, this guy does a really good Harrison Ford. That's what I was thinking to myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when uh, River Phoenix has the whip, I'm like, huh, I don't know. And then I hear the line, it belongs in a museum. I'm like, no, nah, that's not Indiana. Wait, Jones. you didn't get it when his friend was calling him Indiana? Uh, I thought his what, Boy Scout buddy was like, no, Indy, Indy. Here, here's the thing. I thought that they were, I thought they were looking down and saying it, as in like, oh, it's Indy, Indy, you know, mm-hmm. because they were getting the cross. So when the guy said that, I didn't put two and two together that that River Phoenix was Indiana Jones. I thought they're like, oh. Well, clearly Indiana Jones is famous and those guys are there to see Indiana Jones and they just want to steal the cross. That's what I thought. I see. Good times. You know, I'm so glad that, you know, I didn't put it together because it made this beginning so much better for me because I didn't know he was Indiana Jones, you know, and it was kind of a shock when when after this, you know, we'll we'll go back a little bit to the train sequence. But when eventually he gets to his dad, Sean Connery, that's when I put it together. I was like, holy crap. That's Indiana Jones this whole time. Wow. I feel like an idiot. And then I'm like, well, so the guy that puts the hat on him, his name is Indiana, and he just steals his name? That's kind of where I was going with it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I know, right? It's like, did you not pay attention? But I guess I, I was so, like, the, this, the whole, like, train sequence and the animals and stuff. The train I, sequence was pretty great. I was just so enthralled in it, man. I guess the little details hit me all at once. You know what I mean? That's kind of, you know, it's good stuff, man. And yep. and the animal sequence, you know, with, with the rhino, uh, it still looked really good. You know, what do you the, think? What do you think? The vats full of snakes. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I love, like, the lion, you know, which clearly when he's going, when he grabs the whip, it looks like the lion cuts him. I was like, okay, did the lion cut the kid, but they don't show it or what? It, the way the camera shot went, it almost made me think that he got cut by the lion there, but I don't know. On, on his chin? No, oh. by his leg. Like he ah. he gets hit in the chin, and then he's then I thought Indiana's like, hey kid, grab the whip, and they pull him up, and then the lion tries to put his arm up to scratch him. It looked like he made contact with his leg. That's how it looked. That's how River Phoenix died. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to bring it down. Uh, so yeah, I I love that. So clearly, his name was Indiana, and his. That he didn't obviously steal the name from this guy. So do do we even know who this guy was then? The guy he that... was he was just you know he was a guy who 
was a a, tr- a treasure hunter for hire. You know, we find out he's just some guy who is out hunting treasure for a rich guy. You know, okay, give him the Coronado's cross. Okay, so when he gets to you know when he's at his house and his, his fat friend comes, uh, you know, and brings Blow the his trumpet. Yeah, that kid. Have you ever seen the Walt Disney? movie little spies it was on you know like walt disney world of wonder sundays mm-hmm. uh with mickey rooney about the kids that uh had their dog taken by uh, uh the dude from back to the future with the bald head the principal Does not sound familiar oh dude and okay so mickey rooney is this uh he's this like retired hermit and there's these bunch of kids who also has uh uh let's see jason from um from grow <sighs> The, the, oh my gosh, I'm trying to the story it. has derailed. <laughs> so are you telling me that the fat kid was in that movie? Yeah, basically, I'm trying to tell you that. So All there's right. people out there that have seen Little Spies. I'm trying to set up the movie for you so you like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. It was on, I've never it, seen it. It's on the Sundays when Walt Disney would do like the, the movie of the week. Oh, I remember you know? those, yeah. Yeah, and it was one of those Little Spies. I love it. It's great. It had Candace Cameron in there. Just a bunch of the kids that you know today from all the movies back in the 80s, they were in there. So, But anyways, when I saw him, I was like, cool, good times. So I like when he's like, you know, the he puts the hat on him. He's like, you know, you lost today, kid, but that doesn't mean that you have to like it. And then we shoot to 1938. And uh, man, this is a good sequence, man. We get another action-packed sequence where he blows up a boat. What do you think of this scene, sir? Yeah, it's great because it does. It flashes forward and it's the same guy who took Coronado's cross from him when he was a kid. He's on his mission to get that cross back. He's getting it back from this guy because it belongs in a museum. Right. Um, yeah, it's a cool sequence because it's one of the, I mean, really, where hasn't Indiana Jones fought yet? Well, on the high seas, I guess. True. You know, I mean, he's been, he's been in fights and everywhere else. Uh, so you get to see him out on this boat now fighting for, for his treasure. What I really like is after this sequence, we see him as a teacher again. Yep. That, that was really cool. You know, I, and I kind of got the vibe of Bruce Wayne and Batman, you know, it's like yeah. when he's a teacher, he's so Bruce Wayne. And then it's like, boy, wait till he puts on the suit and then he goes out there. You know, that's kind of like the vibe I so got off of this movie when he was the teacher is like, man, he's like all this, all the sequences were uh, like where he's just talking, you know, uh, I was just like, man, he's just like Bruce Wayne, man. You know, I really like um, when they show him at the university and, you know, he's. You can tell that he's been gone so much on missions. The the students are all like, hey, you haven't given me a grade. You haven't even graded this paper yet. Blah, 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 blah. And they're clamoring. For it. And he's like, I'll take you all one at a time. Okay. He goes into his office and he sees this package is showing up. And like, hmm, from Italy or whatever it was. Oh, man. And you could immediately, he just has lost all interest in grading these papers, doing whatever he did. To the point where he's just willing to climb out the window at the first sign of any adventure, <laughs> just like lock the door. I'm out the window. Screw this. I got another adventure. I was a little bit confused at this because I thought, is it that Indiana Jones is so famous now? They have all these people outside of his office. And I thought like, you know, I got the grading papers, but I thought some were there for like maybe autographs or whatever. And he just didn't want to deal with it. That was kind of how I took this scene actually. But uh, you're saying that they're all there strictly as students to, 
get grades in that. Like, hey, can I get my grade on this paper? And you're like, I'll take you all one at a time. And so they're just trying to get their stuff to him. See, because yeah. I figured that he would be famous for what he did in part one, you know, getting the, the thing in the museum. I figured he was kind of famous now. But nobody knows about it because that thing just got stuffed into a warehouse. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> good point. OK, so, yeah. I, I guess then he's just grading papers. I I, I kind of like the idea. Where I was like, oh, he's kind of famous now. And people want his autograph and stuff, you know, good stuff. And then, and then I got duped again, man. We get the introduction of the guy that's going to set him on his mission, a.k.a. rescue mission, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the quest. I really like this story, man. The, the whole uh, trying to get, the, you know, the Jesus juice that isn't the Snoop Doggy Dog Jesus juice. Mm-hmm. I, I really like this this plot here. Uh, this mission, you know, to try to get this, you know, first crusade, just the whole idea instantly drew me in. I was like, huh, this is kind of cool. And yeah. this and the guy that uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, is uh, Who's this guy? Walter, right? That's the guy that Walter Donovan. OK. I is that his name? Yeah. I know him from Star Wars. OK, so this guy, no idea he was a bad guy. I was like, wow, this guy's really cool, you know, and I just, I love the conversation that him and Indy had and just trying to convince him. And then uh, when he starts talking about his father, you could kind of see the look on Indy's face where you could tell that there's some history there, but obviously he's not going to get into it. But instantly I was like, yeah, I like this guy. This is cool, you know, and I don't know. I just, I instantly liked this guy. He had that likability factor, you know, so I was duped. When I found out he was a bad guy, I was pissed off, sir. Well, Indiana was duped, too, because I always took this guy as being kind of like a um, a colleague of Indy's dad, of Senior. Uh, you know, because he did, he knew a lot about that, and he knew a lot of what, um, you know, Indy's dad had been doing his, his life's mission over all the years, trying to find it. So he knew a lot, and it seemed like, you know, He'd been over at the house. They'd had dinners, talking about things, pouring over records, you know. And Indy had known this guy, you know, and he'd he'd seen him go on crusades with his dad and such. That's kind of how I always took it, right? And so, you know, all of a sudden, this guy got turned into a profiteer, basically, you know, hooking up with the Nazis and like, well, you know, I'm going to make a ton of money off this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to find this cup before Henry does because he's going to get it. And so, yeah, you know, he, he did. He duped Indy. He, he duped Mike. It's it's the Jameson word of the day. Profiteer. <laughs> Go get a dictionary. Yeah, right. All right. So I, I dig me some Marcus, man. I forgot Marcus is in part one. It took me a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Marcus from part one. Yep. I think he's he's very funny in this in this movie, man. Uh, lot, a lot of great one liners. This movie is so funny. I cracked up a lot. And of course, I'm going to tell you the lines that I cracked up at. But just right off the bat, I just want to say that I think the balance of action, um, comedy, uh, kind of some dramatic moments, dude, so good, man. Well, yeah, I mean, this was Spielberg did this movie. He felt like he had to do this movie as a kind of to fix what he thought was. Um, giving the fans too dark of a movie with the second one. Ah, okay. And he kind of felt like I have to, I can't leave it on that note. Okay. Um, and so he did. Yeah, he did purposely make this one <laughs> much lighter and more 
back to the roots of indie, the action, the the dry comedy, that that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of callbacks to Raiders in this movie. I can't wait to talk number four about the statement you just said about leaving. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that because I'm so interested. I know nothing except people hate it and just kind of what I mentioned before. So I, I'm ecstatic to talk this conversation next episode about Steven Spielberg's point of view and stuff. So um, the plane over the map, of course, epic, always good times. Uh, I swear, but it wasn't very long though. It was only like two or three seconds. I was a little, it was a shorter journey. They weren't going all the way to India. Well, that's true, but it it was still beautiful to see, man. I just, I love that little touch. It's so good. So um, (laughs) let's talk about our blonde. uh, Elsa. Elsa, dude. There is not one character in this movie I don't like. The acting is superb in this movie, dude, from everybody. Mm-hmm. And Elsa, I, I had my little thoughts. I'm like, ah, I don't know. She might be having her own agenda. And then when the room gets messed up, we'll, we'll get there in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, man, I was pissed that I got duped on this one, man. Way pissed off. I was like, seriously, she's a bad guy? And I'm like, you, this is Whoa. like 80s 101. I should have known that, right? But there's a couple things that, you know, I mean, what? A woman uses sex to get what she wants? That doesn't happen in movies. I, I, I don't get it. Why would a woman use sex to get what she wants? That, that makes no sense to me. So, ah, uh, yeah, I, w- I was duped on this girl here. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the character Elsa Schneider. I think she's pretty cool. She's a good, you know, you get a new love interest, and um, she's got a cool story because she also, well, you find out more about her relationship with Senior. Uh, oh, but, yeah. I you know, she's obviously been working with him while he's been over there for so long. Um, so she, you know, she knows what he's been, what new discoveries he has and what, where he's at as far as his, his mission and, and all that stuff. So you, you're like, oh, okay. So she's, you know, she's another kind of friend of the family. She's a colleague of, of the old man's, right. you know, you find out that, yeah, they're more, a little more than colleagues, but. <laughs> okay. So the sequence where they go and the stamper, you know, Indy's doing the stamp on the floor. And the guy's doing the stamp on the paper. Where he's trying to bust through the floor. Yeah, and he's like, why the hell is this thing so loud? And mm-hmm. I love that. That was such a – I was rolling on that scene, man. It was so funny. It was good stuff. Yep. Okay, so I got to ask you. We get to the rat sequence, right? Because, you yep. know, uh, we clearly have set up that uh, Indy's afraid of the snakes, and we know that the father is afraid of rats. So right. I got to ask you, sir. Uh if it's rats versus snakes versus spiders, where are you at, man? Oh, dude. Dude, arachnophobia still to this day is one of the scariest horror movies of all time because <laughs> it scares the living hell out of me. See, I have no issue with that at all. You, so you're not afraid of spiders, huh? Not in the least. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I, I think I've mentioned on here what my, my biggest issue is. Yeah, heights. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I know. Underwater activities. No. <laughs> wait, wait. I wait. Let, let me pull back. Let me see if I remember what it was. Ah, the fear of eating hot dogs. <laughs> if you know me, that's not true. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, what is it? I forgot. Uh, it it would be birds. Birds. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So you're you're part of the Alfred Hitchcock birds. Very much so. Okay. 
So, all right. So if we, if you give me the options that you've laid out, the, the rat scene in this movie freaks me out, dude. That, I mean, they had 2000 rats on there. Are you serious? And we we ain't got no glass this time, right? This is all legit. It was to the point of the girl. I don't know her name, but they said that there was, they had cast somebody else as Elsa originally. Uh And she bailed when she found out that she was going to have to do this scene. Oh. I'm not doing the movie. There's oh. no way. Dude. They had, yeah, they, they brought in uh, 2,000 rats, and there was uh, oh a big thing with the insurance company. Like, well, what if we have, you know, problems with the rats? So they actually raised these rats from birth special for this movie so they wouldn't have any disease and all that stuff. But, yeah, there was a couple thousand of them, and then they had a 1,000 animatronic rats to fill in the gaps. So that's what they set on fire were the animatronic yeah. ones. Okay. I'm assuming. I don't <laughs> You can burn them all for all I care. <laughs> okay. Rats, spiders, and snakes. Oh, my gosh. I Spiders, I can kill in my house unless they're, like, I don't know, probably the size of a, a silver dollar. They're bigger than a nickel? Yeah. If they're bigger than a silver dollar, then I'm freaking out. Uh, snakes, uh-uh. Me and Jason had this talk on Buried. We, uh, we are on the same level when it comes to snakes. Rats, I haven't really had any experience with them too much, so I think I'm okay. I think I'm, uh, I think, we'll find out. I think I'm definitely afraid of snakes, for sure, so. Those rats, man, the sound. Ah, uh, when the, the, you know, he finds, it's, I love this little scene, because it's cool when he, they go down and they find the, the, tomb the, the down there and they they open up the old coffin and there's the knight that they'd been looking for and the, the shield and the rubbings and all that but then then the bad guys come in and start the fire and those rats come <laughs> and the sound of those rats oh man oh, no thank you dude i've had one two three four bats in my house and they're flying rats people okay and i love batman but I'm Bruce Wayne and I am terrified of bats. Okay. <laughs> you ain't going to see me in no cave, you know, with my head up and my eyes closed, having hundreds of bats fly next to me. Oh, uh-uh, they ain't happening. And I think I would be definitely afraid of rats because I am definitely afraid of bats. So I think it's bats. Number one, because I am a little tiny girl. When I see a bat, uh-uh. <laughs> I am like, dude, my wife and me were under the covers and I would tell her to get out. And you go get the bat. I'm like, uh-uh. So we would crawl to our bathroom, and I would pray to God that the bat would just leave, and it would. I'm like, yes, it's a miracle. And then it would show up a couple days later. Yeah, I yeah, uh-uh. I love nice. I love Batman, but I hate bats. So I think <laughs> it's bats number one, spiders number two. No, uh, snakes number two, spiders number three, and rats would probably be number four. I guess it's hot. Because we have to do our John Williams list. Like we did last time. So that we I think what we need to do is kind of set up a sort of like a fear factor type of thing and <laughs> throw you into tubs of each of these and see which one you freak out with more. Lock <laughs> you in a room with all these things and see which one you soil yourself soil yourself first with. Now you realize I have a heart condition, right? Oh, that's cool. I have an arrhythmia, so if I get too scared, I would have a heart attack. You realize this, right? We'll have people on set that'll help. Dude, you try come to, on. You trying to get rid of me already? I'm just saying. All right. All right. So moving on. Um, okay. So Elsie, uh, well, I like when, um, when 
Jones comes in with his accent. I thought it was really cool. I yeah. like it, that was really funny. Well, I like uh, kind of bef- before we before we get to that, uh, you know, they're down in the catacombs or whatever, and you have the bad guys that are shooting at them and trying to burn them alive. Oh yeah, the boat. And fight. you get the great you yeah, get the, the great boat, boat chase. Fight. Oh yeah, Re- I love this boat chase. they're fighting oh, and so and good. You you have what you think is the bad guy, and it's cool. You you know, he Indy almost chops him to death on a propeller. And says, I, hey, I'm prepared to die, are you? Yeah. And you find out all of a sudden, wait, this guy's not a bad guy. He's actually just a protector of the grail. I know. At first I was like, whoa, a bad guy wins the fight? You know, I'm prepared to die. What about you? It was like, whoa, a bad guy wins, you know? And then, and then you're right. You instantly find out he's a good guy. I like that. This guy was super solid, man. Mm-hmm. He, he's in like three scenes, but man, I love this guy. I can't remember his character's name, but... I don't know. Guy so, who protects the grail. Yeah, he's so good. But yeah, this boat fight was insane. I'm like, already... Another action sequence, man. They're going, they're going all out in this movie. That's all I gotta say, you yep. know. And then I'm like, cool. I like the Guardians, man. I, I like the setup where we got Guardians, which these guys seem more uh, badass Guardians than the Guardians in the Mummy movies. So I, I really like these Guardians. Very cool. And then, uh, of course, that will lead us to where Elsa and uh, and Mr. Jones go and he's got to do his little accent they go into the castle i love that scottish accent oh it's so good we're just here to view the tapestries, <laughs> tapestries. now you know what i thought he said in this scene he goes don't worry this is kid in play instead of like don't worry this is kid you know kid play i swear to god i thought he said don't worry this is kid in play was, totally no you're right yeah i was yep. like he invented kid in play before big at the time <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I had to rewind i'm like did he just say don't worry i thought this was kid and play i'm like no you don't. don't worry i'm gonna do a kid and play impression oh really let's hear it that's what no that's what he was saying because because just... kid spells backwards describes you best oh uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> hey wait a minute we haven't mentioned somebody in this movie well, who's that we got my guy sala back in this movie his buddy Sala. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From Raiders. Like yeah, this guy's good time. I love this guy. He is so Sala funny. is so great. Here's my favorite, my favorite scene with him, uh, which is where he's like, he's telling him to run, and he keeps like saying something. He's like, run, and he'll say something, run. I forget what he's saying, and he just keeps trying to tell him to run, and he just doesn't get it. He's telling uh, what Marcus, right? He's telling Marcus right. to run, and yeah. Marcus won't run because he doesn't get what he's trying to do. He's trying to, you know. Uh, trying to convince him to run without trying to let the other bad guys know what's up. So I love, I love, I love these scenes where Salah and Marcus are together, oh, uh, where Salah has to protect Marcus from the bad guys. And just, they're, they're great together. They're great comedic relief. And Salah is just, he's that buddy who seems to know, no matter where they go in the world, he knows a guy. You know, like, oh, yeah, what do you need? Camels? I'll get you camels. No yeah. problem. Maybe I'll be right back. I got camels. I, got, I know a guy. And wherever he goes, you know, and he's just, he's good stuff. I'm, I was really happy to see him back. Yeah, me too. Now, you know the Kid and Play reference was from House Party, right? I wasn't actually, you know, saying. I was assuming it was from House Party 2. No, it was House Party 1. It's my, from my favorite scene when the, when Kid and Play are going at it. We have Martin Lawrence like, everything you can do, I could do better, you know. That, mm-hmm. but that's for another episode, I guess. So. <laughs> now, 46 minutes into this movie, yep. we get Mr. Uh, Sean Connery, yeah. Pro- Professor Henry Jones. Let me just say this. Almost every line of dialogue is brilliant from this guy. 
I loved every scene with Sean Connery in this movie, dude. Yeah, he was great, man. I, I the the dynamics between he and Harrison Ford. I love all of the interplay of "Don't call me Junior." You know, he just keeps calling him. <laughs> Don't call me Junior, Dad. Like I'm a grown man. <laughs> uh, what I love is right the introduction where. Uh, where they say junior and they, and they, he's, Oh, he goes junior. He's like, yes, sir. You know, the first yep. time, you know, I really dig that. You know, I never, Oh, okay. This is my second favorite scene of the episode, right? Uh, of not episode of the movie where, uh, he gets hit in the head and he goes, I'll never forgive myself. And he goes, I'm okay, dad. He goes, thank God. And he goes, it's a fake. Oh man, I was rolling so bad. It, oh man, I could not. I couldn't. I couldn't get myself together for like five minutes. That was so good. It instantly tells you the relationship that these two have from that sequence alone, man. Yep. Uh, I, I could watch a four-hour movie with these two guys together, man. <laughs> I mean, really, I think that could be the one of the small problems in this movie is the fact that it's not those two together for two and a half hours. You know what I mean? It's it was pretty ballsy at the time. I mean, Sean Connery was a massive actor at the time. I don't know a time when he hasn't been, but you know, he, he was a huge name to get for this role. And you know, Spielberg wanted it because he wanted kind of a nod to Indy's dad being James Bond. You know, kind of that little back thing. Um, but it's ballsy to get Sean Connery to be in this movie and to hold him that long. Yeah. Before you show him, you know? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, what I really dig is uh, when they get when they get captured and he's like, he's like, well, where's the diary? He's like, you think he's stupid to bring, you think he's stupid to bring my diary? And you just see Indy's face of like, oh. You didn't bring the diary, did you? <laughs> you brought the diary. Oh, man, that was. I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Now, this sequence reminded me of Bad Boys. You know, the beginning sequence where they're ripping on each other just so they could beat up the bad guy. I was like, yeah, baby, that was awesome. Where he's like, don't call me Junior. And then he starts beating the crap out of him. I, I love that. That was amazing. Man. This is also where we get. So I believe this is where we get finally the. Well, first we get the revelation, the uh, revelation that Elsa. Maybe it's not just her and Indy when he's. He's talking, and it's like, wait a minute, wait, you two? <laughs> you know, and I, I love that. And then you get more of it later. Um, you know, you get the you get the big double cross, which oh man, did you see that coming? Uh, so she no, you know, no. she gets she gets quote unquote kidnapped by the Nazis, and you know the, the there's the big fight, and they go, and Indy's got his gun, and the Nazi has a gun to her head, and just give me the give me the diary, and you can have her back. Yeah, th this is the sequence where it's you don't find out about her and uh, and um, Doctor, you know the Sean Connery until a few more scenes later. But it's this sequence, sure, right, where she takes the book, and that's where I was like, oh my, because they had just slept together, you know, and then mm -hmm. she's like, I'm sorry, takes the book, and you just see the look on his face. Oh man, I love, I love during this scene too the. <laughs> The play, the, all the lines that Sean Connery has, is they've got the gun, and he's got his gun. The Nazi has his to Elsa's head, and he's saying, you know, I'll kill her. And, and Sean Connery's going, go ahead, kill her. <laughs> go ahead. And he's just telling, like, she's bad news. I love it. You know, like, <laughs> I'll shoot her. Like, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was excellent. Now, 
what I really dig is is that uh, shortly after this, Indy pimps up Marcus to be this huge badass guy. You'll never he, find you'll him. You'll never find him. He's, He's two days forces. Two days ahead of you, and then you see him get it lost. He's and just that, wandering in the city. Oh Somebody man. help me! I'm lost. That was so priceless, man. Yeah, oh. he. I love the just yeah that line that he has just going on and on about you'll never find him. He spends his lifetime blending in. He's already disappeared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cut to him, uh, just lost. And it's after this that you know she gives Indy the kiss and then uh, gives the look to the dad, which I was like, okay, why why is she looking at him? And then you know it was so beautiful, and he goes, yes, it was. And then you see Indy look at him, and that's when I hit me. I'm like, whoa. Did she sleep with his dad? Yeah, that's when they were tied up together. They were tied together in the chairs, and she's yeah. whispering in Indy's ear, and the old man's like, "Oh, thank you. You're you're welcome." Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was great for me too. <laughs> this is the uh, the uh, what did she say? The Australian way of saying goodbye. The and then, Austrian way. The Austrian way. And then the other guy who punches him, and then he's like, "I like the Austrian goodbye better." And, and then uh, Dad's like, "Yeah, so do I." I mm-hmm. thought that was priceless. And then, dude. Did you not notice that your phrase was in this movie, sir? Which phrase would this be? <laughs> Very good. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. Did you catch it, sir, or no? Uh, n- no. Okay, so this is the sequence where, you know, they're tied up, and uh, he pulls out the lighter, and he goes, try to burn through the ropes. And then the dad goes, Very good. <laughs> Reach in my pocket for what? My lucky lighter. Very good. Yeah, I have that lighter too. I love that. I, I have that exact one. I love this sequence, man, where everything catches on fire. Yeah. You know, they go in the fireplace, and then they uh, they start to catch on that you know you hit this and you're gonna turn one way. Trigger when, the trap door. Yeah, when they were stuck, and I was like, oh, so those guys they don't have any guns or anything. So when they pulled out the guns, I was like, oh, okay, forget that idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that, man. It was so good. It was, it was comic genius for sure, man. I love it. It was awesome. Yep. So then um, what do we have next after this, sir? Well, after this, you get, um, you get Sala. They cut to Sala and Brody running around the city from these guys. And I lo- this is one of the things that I like because it's, it's a nice little homage to Raiders. As Sala tells him, like, go inside this door. Right, right. And he runs inside, and then there they go. They pull everything down and close it up, and it's a truck. And Brody's inside <laughs> to take off with him. Like, oh, that's very much an homage to Raiders. Now, at first, I was like, was this part of the plan until he just stood there and yeah. didn't do nothing? Then I was like, oh, okay, well, clearly, the Marcus has been kidnapped. So no. it, that wasn't Sala's plan is to have him go in a truck. Because I, no. I saw the symbol, and I was like, oh. Well, that was his design to have him taken away in a truck. But, you know, I, I was a little bit slow there, but it's OK. So um, I love uh, I love when he sticks, you know, when uh, they finally get out and they're on that motorcycle chase yep. and he sticks the bar. Uh, he does the joust scene. Well, before this. So Indy sees the boat, right? And, you yep. know, and the dad at this point is kind of just shocked at the things that Indiana is doing, which I kind of dig. It's cool because clearly, you know, Indiana's the adventure guy. He's not. But they go in the box, right? And, you know, Indy sets the boat to go. Why in the hell did they not wait a little bit longer for those guys to take off than just come right out of the gate, out of the box, into the motorcycle and tell everybody, hey, here I am. Now come after me. You know, I thought I was a little bit dumb. 
Because that wouldn't make for good adventure. Well, I know that, but I just kind of thought, I, I like it though. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was cool. It was just like, cause you see Indy looking back like, aha, sucker, you can't catch us, you know? But I love it though, when later on it'll stick the spokes into uh, the, what is it? The stick into the The old spoke. stick in the spokes. And and you just see that thing just go, man, like what, 10, 12, like 12 feet out in the air? <laughs> And I love his face, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Professor's face looking at his son. Like, you know, he's all happy. You know, Indiana's just like, man, look at what I'm doing. This is awesome. And every time he looks at his dad, you just see that look on his face. And I don't know if it's disappointment or if it's like, I can't believe what's going on. Well, I think, I think it's that they need each other. And they're both kind of slowly realizing they have very different ways of going about how they do things. And senior in in this scene, okay, so you get the you get the um, umbrella scene here in the motorcycle chase at the end of the motorcycle chase. You get that umbrella scene, and seniors kind of showing him that it's not always about punching everybody out. You know, I love the the looks he gives. It, it almost of shock to well, Indy, like right, like wow, do you do you do this a lot, don't you? Like this is second nature to you. I I love the the blasphemy slap in the face. I thought that was I thought that was <laughs> yeah, spicy. that's good. He's very slap. That's Dude, blasphemy. That was so good, man. I love it, man. He's oh, he's so good. It's and, just it's this I, the thing I like about this whole sequence, kind of right from when they get captured pretty much almost through to the end of the movie is there's no sense of relief anywhere. I mean, everywhere they go, them damn Nazis are in the way, just always getting in the way. There, There's one relief scene that's coming up that happens to fall right after my favorite scene. Uh, but you're right. For the most part, it's balls to the walls, you know, and it's pretty much been that way. I mean, there's there hasn't been a lot of slow time in this one. It's pretty no. much been like... I mean, a lot of times I would kind of pause it and be like, well, how much is left? I'm like, wow, an hour and 45 minutes. And it's like, wow, there's still an hour and a half. It's like there's so much that they did in like an hour that most action movies can't even do in an hour and a half, two hours. It was kind of, it was kind of insane, really. Um, so when they get to, you know, and I love the line where he's like, you know, um, we're like pilgrims in an unholy land. You know, they get to that place. Are they burning Bibles? Is, is that they're, what the Nazis burning, are doing? They're burning books. So so they they have that choice of whether to go save Brody, because they know Brody's been kidnapped, or to go get the diary. And Andy's like, let's go find Brody. Right. And, you know, Pops is going, no, we got to find the diary. There's more there than just the map. There's more in that thing. We have to go. So here they are. Now, they've gotten away from all the Nazis that were after them at this point. Like, all right, right, we, right. we're free. It's like, no. We have to go to Berlin. We have to go into the heart of Nazi Germany. <laughs> right. You know, and so, yeah, they do. They they show up in Berlin. They got to get this diary. And it was just that that's what Hitler was doing was he was burning. Uh, he was just burning books because you don't need anything other than what I give you. Okay. So, yeah, that was what they were very famous for, among other horrible things. Right, right. I, I just assumed they were all Bibles. That's kind of no. what I thought. So, okay. Um, do you like the... The scene where he gets Hitler's autograph. I thought, meets, I thought that was kind of funny. It is funny. Uh, yeah. You know, pretty, pretty terrifying moment as he basically walks into Hitler, you know, and gets Hitler gives him his autograph. Um, I, I like this 
because this scene, uh, so he gets Hitler's autograph, and then he meets up. Well, he meets up with Elsa beforehand, right? Right. Which he gets the he gets the diary from her. And I wanted to say this was a sequence where I thought she was um, a bad guy with a heart, you know, with the conscience. That's exactly what I think because you see that she's conflicted, right? That she's not. She definitely has the spirit, you know, to to go on these adventures with Indy. And she wants to, I think, genuinely find this, you know, these artifacts for the right reason. But she can't. Right. You know, she's serving another master. And so you but in this scene, you see that she's very conflicted. And Indy's basically had it with her. It's like she's like, no, I'm sorry, you know, nah. I could squeeze, and she's like, I can scream, and it it was a great conflict. And at at that point, I kind of knew, okay, she's not all bad. She has a conscience, you know. I dig it. That was good. So we get to my favorite scene of the movie. (laughs) Uh huh. Okay, so that's a great opening shot when we get to this scene, isn't it? Yeah. Excellent. They walk out to the field. (laughs) Yeah, and and you just see this. Oh man, it's like a huge, um, it's a dirigible. Yeah. I I, thank you. I was like, man, it it looks beautiful, but I was like, okay, I obviously, I don't really see a whole lot of these today. Uh, it was beautiful and they get in there and you know, dad's all reading the paper and Indy, (laughs) you know, he, he dresses up as uh, in the white, what is he like trying to be um, like the steward, like coming yeah. around checking tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite, favorite scene is where he gets the guy and he punches him and then he throws him out of the window and he says no ticket. Mm-hmm. And then everybody starts to give their ticket. <laughs> oh man. I was, the delivery oh is so God. great though. Cause this is the bad guy. This is the Nazi commander that. Yeah. Has been chasing these guys down, and oh, man, you know so he, good. he he discovers the old man, and here comes in. He just punches him, throws him out the window of the blimp, and his delivery just looks. Everyone's looking like, "What was that all about?" Just no ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh man, I I had to pause. I had to uh, get myself together uh, and and be able to continue the rest of the film because I was having such laughter. Uh, mm-hmm. attacks at that moment in time so so good now this is the uh the slowdown scene where they were at their table talking mm-hmm. about you know father and son moment you know really good stuff man you get the history of these two together it's a great it's a great scene you know and just like well i'm here now what do you want to talk about well you know this many years i have no idea what i want to talk about it's it's a scene that's been played out many movies but i thought it was really effective here yeah I I really love this. And this is, I think, what makes this movie so great, at least in my mind. This is what I always loved about this movie, outside of all the great action and the fact that you're going after the greatest treasure you could possibly come up with. That's great. But it's you have the father-son dynamic, and you have what you know by now. You know who Indiana Jones is. You know, you know what he's all about. But you get these great father and son kind of tidbits through the movie. And then here it kind of all, all comes together and you see that, that his dad has had obviously this singular focus his entire life, his, this obsession with the Holy grail and that it hasn't allowed time for anyone else. It didn't allow time for, for his wife. It obviously didn't allow time for Indy. I mean, he, he instilled, you can tell, you know, he, he instilled, 
this this passion for adventure and for for what's right and what's wrong what you know it should be in a museum and all these things that went into indie but right. you tell that he was very separated from him and didn't have a lot of time for him right and, and i like that in here where you kind of see it in this moment and and again towards the end where you see that they're kind of meeting each other again for the first time you know and it's it's cool it's it's what makes this movie different from all the others i agree i agree uh, you know prior to conversation that's when they had to talk about you know sleeping with her and i'm the other man you know but then mm-hmm. it but then it got serious but one of my favorite scenes for sure this movie is just that talk that they have you know uh, and then of course later on when you think indy's dead and just uh... just over his uh just the emotion he has, which I can't wait to get to in a little bit. Uh, just it builds, you know. Obviously, that scene builds from this one. You know, it's like each of their scenes are building to, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger, which which I just dig and really love. So I hear you on that one. You know, the plane sequence, the plane fight, I think is really the only quote unquote dated scene for uh, this me this is the yeah this is the umbrella scene that's yeah the umbrella yeah, yeah. it's after this plane sequence uh it, it looks good i definitely dig what they're trying to do here it just a little bit here a little bit there it's like okay well you can tell that's a screen or whatever but mm-hmm. I, but i'm enjoying it so much it's so forgivable you know we forgive so much in these 80s movies because of the story they're telling and stuff and this movie has me so wrapped in i really don't care uh, but, you know, if I'm just trying to look for anything, this is really the only sequence in the movie where I can be like, OK, it looks a little dated, but not nearly as bad as like Raiders, for example, you know, with like the night sequence or whatever, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but but it's a fun sequence. I love it, especially just the line delivery that they say, you know, I can fly, I just can't land, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, that's when they land and trying to run from the bullets and he pulls out the umbrella to get the birds to kill the the kill the plane up there and it's an excellent sequence man i really really dig it it's one of the best action sequences despite the fact of it's the only one that looks dated at this point in time right so So we go from the plane sequence right into the tank sequence don't we uh let's see birds uh he loves that car you know you get the introduction where the the guy knows everything Uh, about the uh, the, the Rolls Phantom. Royce, yeah, yep. he knows everything about the Rolls Royce, and that's where uh, I thought that was kind of cool. The guy doesn't really care about the crap you are giving him, all these jewels and stuff. Yeah, the whole box of jewels. <laughs> yeah, he's Whatever. all. I'm like, this guy knows everything. I'm like, oh, it goes that fast in 17 seconds. Wait till you hit 2014, buddy. <laughs> Tell him, you know, I thought I thought that was kind of cool. I really dig that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's when we'll get to the tank scene. And uh, man, good time. Oh. Before this, though, Indy shoots like, three people with one bullet. What's up with that? Do you remember that? You remember that sequence? It's right before the tank scene. He gets on and he gets a gun and he shoots. He shoots a bullet and it goes through three of the bad guys. It's right before he gets on the tank, or he's actually on the tank and he shoots three guys with one bullet. I thought that was kind of funny. Huh? Did Did you not remember that? No, no. Does it doesn't ring a bell? Nope. Okay. All right. Oh. The, <laughs> the slapping in the face with the music when yeah. they're when they're slapping Sean Connery and it, I love that man it was so good because during the sequence he's kidnapped he's trying to get to the uh, to the tank you know and it's just so much is going on here but you still have those funny moments of him getting slapped in the face and trying to get to the gun and stuff and then you this would be like the ending of a typical normal movie where he goes off the cliff you know and you're thinking he's dead 
so good and we still had 40 minutes left in this film dude i was blown away i seriously thought that when i was first watching this this was the end of the movie and i was like huh i was like there's still more and that's when i looked at the time i was like what there's still 40 minutes left what else can happen after this you know i love this the whole tank fight scene yeah it's just classic indie it's classic it's just Taking on guy after guy after guy. He beats up everybody that's in the tank. And then, oh, here comes a truck full of more Nazis to jump on and fight. <laughs> you know, and just, it's just against all odds. You know, and, and the, of course, he loses his, he loses his gun, you know, and he has no weapon. Now he's just fist fighting. And the classic danger, much like in Raiders, where he's fighting the Nazi and the propeller and the plane is coming around, just oh. about chopping him up. Yeah. You know, this one, you've got the track on the tank that's ready to grind his face into nothing. You know? <laughs> Just it's, it's great serial indie stuff. Yeah. Uh, the pen is truly mightier than the sword. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I, and then, of course, you know, Indy goes over and, yeah. and I love the hug scene. You know, it was so because Indy comes up and the guys don't hear him climbing up. And he just walks over all nonchalant, like, what are we looking at, guys? And then you just see his dad, like, oh, I thought I lost you, boy. Well, I love, <laughs> before Indy makes it back, this is another one of those great moments uh, where he goes over the edge and all of a sudden Sean Connery just is, is staring off like there's no way he survived. And he has a great line where he, he just looks off and he says, I never told him I loved him. I never told him anything. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those where you and kind of reveals more of their relationship. Like, I was never there for him. I not only did I not tell him I loved him, I didn't. I basically just ignored him. You know? Yeah, I only, like for what? For is it worth it? Right. What did he say? I could have said all this in a few seconds. Yep. He has a line like that. It's it's great. So, yeah, so good, man. Oh, so good, man. I could watch these two for a four-hour movie together. It's mm-hmm. so, it's so good, man. Okay. So then we get the climax of the film. Uh, they get to where they need to go, uh, which the book has been setting this up, you know, uh, certain, uh, you know, the word of God, you got to do all this and that, which you'll find out later is because of booby traps and stuff. But, you know, he gets shot, which I was really shocked because I honestly thought that, whoa, they're going to kill him off, you know. But Wait, before, before he gets shot real quick, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I... I <laughs> I love when they have they have all those guys there and they're like, all right, we got to figure out how to get in there. Oh, yeah. This is where we think it is. They send the one guy up and he goes up and he's real kind of worried. And it's a, another kind of callback to Raiders, the opening of Raiders. You know, like, I don't know what they just some guy goes in and he sets off the booby trap, of course. And I just love it's never good when you see a head rolling <laughs> down the hallway. And it's like, next man up, let's go. Get in there. I know. That was my favorite line. Where it was like, who cares? Next guy, let's yeah. go. That was awesome. But so go, going into where you were going, they did they figure out, oh, well, we know somebody here who's gonna do it, and we're gonna make you do it. And we're gonna give you some motivation to go get this cup. So they shoot Indy's dad. Yeah. Like, all right, now, I know you don't want to go get the cup for us, but if you want the old man to live, you're going to get that cup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I love the the whole puzzle thing. And I think my what really sells this for me is him laying on the ground yeah. and saying the things that Indy will say after. Yeah. It was like they were 
uh, you know, when twins, they could feel each other. It was like their bond is like re their bond is reconnected now to where they could just feel each other. And I love that. That was so awesome. That's what I totally got out of that scene was just like they're so connected now where they can just, you know. Well, not- it's, you know, you, you see early in the movie where where Indy's dad is kind of the taskmaster to, to you know, say it in Latin, learn your Latin, you know, and all this. And, and all of a sudden, it, you, you know, you get the great call back where he's going in. It's like. And his dad knows what he's coming up on. He knows the 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 four things that he's gonna have to worry about. It's like the next the next step is the you know the name of God. And he's like, it's Jehovah. Remember how it's spelled, right? That, you know. And you see Indy like, ah, oh, almost die, <laughs> and like, ah, oh, crap, Latin. All right, let's starts see. with an I. There you go. I know the old man pounded this into me when I was a kid. You know. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Um, so am I supposed to believe that? Indy's dad and Indiana Jones are now invincible because they drank the water. <laughs> it's yeah, I know it, it. It's it's they they don't really address that because yeah, Indy drinks the water, and and Indy's dad drinks the water. But I always assumed out of this was like the knight says that you can't cross the seal with it. I always assume that the power is only within those walls. The knight lived for hundreds of years. Right. Okay. You know, and that's what I took out of it. Otherwise that would be insane. Yeah. Cause I was like, how the hell can you have a part four? Right. That's all I, mean, I why would you be thinking. old in part four? Right. Okay. So that makes perfect sense because when the guy said how old he was, I, I was kind of like, huh? How is that possible? Yeah, I was one of three brothers, and he's like, wait a minute. That was 300 years ago. Yeah. Now, here's here's my – now, this movie has been super flawless for me. And this isn't actually – this isn't a bad thing. I'm, I'm just curious, and it's so forgivable. So, Indy goes through all these – you know, he goes through all these quests, all these booby traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he, he gets – you know, he's going to – he's got to get the cup. And then, dude – and Elsa walk in. How yep. the hell did they pass, you know, the Donovan and Elsa, how the hell did they pass the booby traps? Well, the first booby trap had stopped. Okay. The, the the blades had stopped. So that was easy to walk through. They showed them walking through those. The only one that I didn't get was how they were able to cross the puzzle with the name, with the letters, how they knew where to go. Yeah. Because the bridge, Indy had thrown the dirt on the bridge so that he could see it. So they could see that the, you know, where you take the, the step of faith, they could see that bridge. But I, I, I still don't quite get how they were able to Okay, so, so you're, you're just like me, where, how, how did they show up there? You know? Right. And, but like I said, it's forgivable because this movie's been so solid. It's a little tiny thing that I, I can just easily throw away. You know, yep. I mean, I've let bigger things pass than something stupid like this. It was just a simple like, okay, how did you do this? And I was hoping you had the answer, but you're the same as me, so it's all good. So. Yeah, it, it's it's something that they didn't answer. Um, amazing effect when Donovan, I love Elsa betrays him. Awesome. Yeah. And Donovan's face goes old. An amazing effect, dude. So they, good, man. Yeah. They spent weeks on that effect. Um, from what I was reading is they, they kind of created this new technique to do that where they just layered and layered, 
film on top of each other. They would shoot it with different makeup and then just keep layering the reels, I guess, on top of each other to to get this. And it took them something like two weeks or something to to get that one effect out of it. Pretty wild. It, it, it worked. It looks good, especially for the time. Yeah, I love I love that effect. It definitely shows that they spent that amount of time on it for sure. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I love Elsa's betrayal as, as Donovan, you know, is like, well, it could be any of these cups. I, I don't know. You know, and she's like, let me choose for you. And like, oh, perfect. Good. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I don't know how she knew what was right and wrong. That's that's another kind of thing that is like, well, how'd you know which it was and which it wasn't? What if you grabbed the right one on accident, you know? Um, but you get the betrayal and then... One of my favorite lines from the movie, the, the the classic line from this movie. Now, Indy's got to find the cup, and he's looking and looking and looking. And the great line is he looks at it and says, now that's the cup of a carpenter. You know, yeah. that's, that's a great line. Yeah, it is. It made so much sense because I was so like, you know, I kind of was like looking for fanciness. But when he said that, I was like, that is brilliant, you know. And then uh, I kind of. I didn't see the one in the back. I was kind of more drawn towards the one in the front that looked real simple and stuff. But when they finally revealed the one that it was, I was like, wow, that is awesome. I loved yep. it, man. Good times. So, uh, and then, you know, uh, we have uh, Shala who's just like, drop your guns, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a great way to, to end the movie, man. And then, and then that's pretty much it, man. Movie ends well, and they go off into sunset. Well, no, because you have the night tells... Indy that he can't oh. cross the seal. Oh yeah. So that he goes yeah. out, he saves his dad's life. He gives him a drink. He pours it on him. Oh, it's yeah. all good. But now they want to go and take uh, the the bad guys want to take this thing out of there. And so he's telling him like, don't cross the seal. Elsa wants to take it out of there. And Indy's saying, remember what he said? You can't cross the seal with the cup. And she's right. like, we've got it. We've got it. And and all of a sudden, the floor opens up, massive quake, the whole earth opens, she falls, the cup falls, and this is the first time we get where Indy's love interest ain't going to make it out of this movie. You know, you get Indy hanging onto her hand, and she's I can try, I can reach the cup, and he's like, give me your other hand, I'm going to lose you. Yeah. You know, give me the hand, and she's so obsessed, kind of like almost like a golem type thing with the, the with the ring. Like, yeah, she deserved to die, man. Like, I've got to get the cup. I've got to get the cup, and and she falls to her death, and then all of a sudden another quake comes. Indy falls, and his old man grabs him, and it and we get a replay of it where now his old man's going, Indy, give me your hand. And he's like, I can almost reach the cup, Dad. I can almost reach it. Yeah, let it go. And he gives him that great stern voice that only a only a father can give. Right. Where he just says, Indiana, it's okay. You know, it's time to go. I love. And he just you see him just snap out like, yeah, yeah, but no, this isn't worth it. Right. You know, I love that. Yeah, that was excellent. And uh, I, I, you know, she. It was her fault because she tried to grab the the cup and then she hit it even further. They went down the hole, you know, but it, when I knew when I saw her grabbing for it, I knew she was dead. I was just like, you know, you're dead. You're dumb. You know, you deserve to die. I've but, seen the beginning of Cliffhanger. I know how this works. <laughs> but when Indy started doing, I was like, dude, you just saw her die from doing the same thing. But it's much know? like my precious, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, look at that. I can almost get it, you know? Yeah. So before we ride off into the sunset, though, 
everyone gets together. We've got the four the four guys together now. The band's back together. Right. And we get one of the great things about this movie is we find out where Indiana Jones got his name. Oh, yeah. So good, dude. He keeps calling him Junior. You know, like, you did a great job, Junior. Like, quit calling me Junior. He's like, why does he keep calling you Junior? I thought your name was Indiana. He's like, we named the dog Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. I, I was actually shocked at that, really. I was like, what? Uh, he's like, you don't know how good of a dog that was. I love that dog. <laughs> yeah, so good, man. He's like, and he tries to follow me. He's like, yeah, yeah, Brody. <laughs> yeah hello. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think this movie is probably the easiest five stars I've ever given a movie. Yeah? Yeah. I I instantly, you know, once, yeah, I, I walked away from it. I was like, yeah, it's an instant five stars. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, this movie is easily five stars for me too. This is like I like like I said at the beginning, uh when we first started the this series is I, I go back and forth between this and Raiders as which is my favorite out of the two. They're both I think almost perfect movies. And you know, I I, I always give a nod to Raiders just because I saw it first. Yeah. It introduced me to Indy and just this whole universe, so uh, this is easily my favorite of the series, and mm-hmm. then number one would easily be number two. Uh, but I totally see where you're coming from. This is the most complete movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's comedy, action, drama. Susp- I mean, the whole works. I mean, nope. and uh, why the hell did he make a part four? If, if he, Steven Spielberg went so... I mean, I guess we'll get more into it in the next episode, but yeah. I'm just... It feels like such a complete trilogy... That I mean, I mean, easily somebody could say three is the best, and most people wouldn't be like, "Yeah, you're full of crap." You know. That. We'll get into this more in the next one, but I blame the fans. Okay, fair enough. All right, sir. So I'm at five. You're at five. Excellent yeah. film. I loved it. And like I said, the the two minor nitpicks, so forgivable. Whatever. So I I love it, man. It's so good. So, uh, good. should we uh should we hear what the STL Nation has to say, sir? Yes. All right, let's do it. One shot, everything rides on tonight. Even if I've got three strikes, I'm going to go for it. This moment, we own it. I'm not to be played with because it could get dangerous. See, these people I ride with. This moment, we own it. So our, uh, we have three emails, sir. And our first one comes from uh, Welty69, and here's what he had to say. Nathan goes on to say, Hello, STL Nation. The movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark, The the Last Crusade. Great movie, great sequel. Uh, This is when I actually got started in the Phoenix fan club. Loved it, how uh, we get to see the whip usage, how we got the hat, uh, what started the new archaeology way of life. Some funny parts in the movie were when they're stamping the floor in the library and the clerk is stamping the books at the same time with the quizzical look on his face. Hilarious. Then when uh, underneath the city, Indy says, oh, rats, and in oh, darn, but it's a rat's nest. And uh, when they're tied up in the Nazi place, they're trying to turn and face each uh, good they're trying to face each good comedy timing with both of them having good chem. Oh, you know, yeah, when they're dad, looking yeah. back, dad, don't, dad, over here. Don't. Yeah, that that was, I love that scene. It was excellent. One thing I'm not sure you uh, knew, 
you might have mentioned it already, but when they are talking to each other in the Zeppelin, we see him and his father talking to each other waist up. Unknown to us, they both have their pants off. Hmm. (laughs) Because it was so hot. Just kind of interesting fact for those who watch the movie. Huh. Yes, I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's this... how I'm recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, this is the last of the movies. Uh, there is no fourth movie, so the tradition on STL is to erase sequels from existence. So that's what Nathan is doing. He's erasing four from existence. So. Fair enough. And uh, uh, no fourth movie is being whipped from my history. Although, a little fun fact: the first three movies dealt with religious artifacts, religious and such. The fourth movie, which will remain unnamed. Is set in the late 50s or 60s, and all the movies back then had to do with science fiction, so that's why I think they came out with the Crystal Skull thing. So I will leave before this gets too long and rank them as 1, 3, 2, and 4, like 50 million miles away. Walty69, out. So thank you, sir, for writing in. Good time to hear from you. All right, sir. Our next one comes from Time Traveling Peter. Got I don't it. want to hear from him. <laughs> Got it in the nick of time. Greetings, Mistunis and Jameson and STL Nation. We find ourselves on the third installment of the indie uh, films, this time with the great Sean Connery as Papa Jones, who also happens to be one of my favorite actors of all time. I really like the contrast between father and son. I've always enjoyed the scene where Henry witnesses his son shoot up some Nazis for the first time. Hmm. Just like any other installment, each one has its own opening of the movie. This one gives us a very young indie and explains it all. And when I say it all, I mean all. From his whip to the scar on his chin, which happens to actually be real, which that I didn't know. The opening uh, kind of conveniently explains who Indy is and gives us a backstory of some of his traits all of his time as a Boy Scout. I really like Elsa. She was a lot better than Willie as the love interest. And it doesn't hurt that she's easy on the eyes. Making her torn between sides was a great storytelling. Uh, Shala, played by uh, Jonathan uh, Davies, this is one first exposure to him before his time in Sliders. Though I liked his character, he doesn't really come in until like halfway through the movie, which is true. One of my favorite scenes is when Indy bumps into Hitler halfway through the movie and Hitler takes a diary from him and autographs it. Hilarious. Usually Raiders is the go-to when people think Indy. Both Crusaders and Raiders are so solid. It's hard to choose which one is the best. Easily for me, it's three. I think I'll give the first one the edge since it's the original, but they are both very good movies. Overall, I give this movie 4.75. I'm glad it got away from the Black Magic Temple of Doom, which I agree. Uh, had went back to the feel of the first one, which I agree. Uh, I don't watch this one as much as Raiders, but I really like it, and it's one of the great ones. I don't remember if Crystal Skull is planned, but until the next episode, time traveling, Peter. Um, here's the thing. I like it. Uh, we uh, thank you so much for writing excellent points. We are doing uh, number four, but yep. we, but we feel it's going to be so short. We're going to throw in this is the end uh, as part of our second movie review. What do you think, sir? Why not? <laughs> We're gluttons for punishment. We're gonna do four. So, you know, since they we did Rocky Five. Yeah. So why wouldn't we do that? But I, I just watched This Is the End and I couldn't believe how awesome it was. So I figured we might as well end on a good though, right, sir? So <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me on that. We are gonna do for sure a full episode on Indiana Four and uh we shall dissect and digress just like we did uh you know with rocky balboa and talking about how rocky five fits and if you need it and then i am very excited to to see this movie first i hope you love four 
I really do. Why? I hope you absolutely love four. There's a good chance you will love it. I think you're insane. No, I think there's a good chance you'll love it because, <laughs> as we all know, you are and always have been contrarian masoonists. It's true. And I think you're going to find the silver lining in four and show it to me. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I'm up for the you're challenge. You're going to say, I figured out four. You all are morons. This is good. I, I, I'm up for the challenge. I like that. All right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sir. Um, trivia contest. Our last emailer. Somebody who hasn't wrote in for a very, very, very long time mm. um, and is, hmm, how do I put this? He does a podcast called Real Films Podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Jason, wrote in, sir. Do not read this guy's email. He has enough airtime of his own. This is like his third email ever, and the second one I never got because he sent it to the wrong address, and he refuses to send it to me because he wrote it for planes, trains, and automobiles, but he won't send it to me. That's a myth. It's all good. He wrote in, sir. I am so excited for this. Are you ready, sir? Final email of the night. <laughs> All right. Last Crusade is, in my opinion, the best of the franchise. Way to go, sir. Very good. It's the film that perfectly works together the comedy and adventure that was built up in the previous movies while adding the excellent pairing of Ford and Connery as Indy and his distant father. I love the opening scene as it gives us a look at Indy as a young teen and the adventure he gets into. Seeing the birth of his fear of snakes, his attempts at using the whip, and even how he gets his trademark look he takes on later in life as it all fits into a, one great package. Um, a little bit of trivia. By the way, I forgot to mention, I love how... Does, it, does he have a, like a tie-on in Raiders? Like he has the hat and the, and the coat, but does he have a tie-on in Raiders? No. I love the look he has in this one with the coat, that hat, and the tie. I thought it was a nice touch. It was very cool. Right. A little bit of trivia. The man who gives him his hat was Abner Ravenwood, uh, Marion Ravenwood's father in the original script. He's called Fedora in the credits, but I like to stick with the idea that this is the beginning of his relationship with the man who would become his mentor. Huh. Did, did you know that, sir? I, I remember hearing that a long time ago, but yeah, yeah. Okay. At the heart of this movie is the strained relationship between Indy and his dad, which is one of the best pairings I've seen in a movie. This relationship is seen again in the TV show The Avengers, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, but never fully reaches its depth and the fun it that it does in this film. The funny thing about it is that everything that Indy's father does that drives Indy insane are things we have seen Indy do himself in yep. the other movies, showing that even though the relationship was strained, his father had great influence on the man he become. This isn't uh, this isn't any part of the flick I would change, as I think it's pretty much a flawless movie. I'm going to assume it's five stars. Uh, going back to two things mentioned in reviews of the previous movies, Masunis. Your confusion about the man behind the mirror makes me wonder if you were drunk while watching the flick. <laughs> to be fair, I did have the supernatural copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark, sir. So Ah, oh, the, okay. The man is Indiana Jones. Dude, there was somebody else there. I'm telling you, man. It's not just him. It was somebody else. It's some guy in the background. Uh, the man is Indiana Jones. The two characters in the scene, Indy and Marion, are on the opposite sides of the double-sided mirror. Uh, he's looking at his bruised and cut face, and she has whipped the fog off her side. She flips the mirror over to avoid the fogged side hitting Indy in the chin when the mirror causes him to cry out in pain, completely unaware that she just smashed him in the face. Next is Masuna's comment about Indy 
didn't seem afraid of snakes in Temple of Doom. He's very much still afraid of snakes. The scene in which Willie deals with the massive snake in the jungle, his indie uh, hyperventilating, thank you, hyperventilating like crazy as he freaks out, which is true. I guess I forgot that part. Uh, Man. The dead snake at the dinner table didn't do, uh, didn't both, wait, the dead snake at the dinner table didn't both him probably because it was dead. Oh, didn't bother him. See, there we go. That's a word. He yells at people about, you know, checking your emails. So I guess I could do the same to him because he said both instead of bother. But it's okay. You're forgiven, sir, because I've, I've screwed up plenty of emails on your show. So Never once. And the things that come out on the dead snake were eels and giant leeches, which Indy doesn't seem to have issue with. That's all for me. Can't wait to hear what you think of Crystal Skull, Jason. Well, thank you, sir. Oh, so good to hear from you, man. You got to write in more often, sir. What do you think, sir? Should we hear more from the man, the myth, the legend, Jason, your your partner in crime at Real Films? You know, I feel like I hear from him <laughs> too much as it is. He's always harassing me all the time. But if he wants to email in, I'm not going to stop him. And uh, if you want to email in, it's stlpodcast at gmail.com. That's the place yeah. to do it. Well, sir, before we go into the music spotlight, uh, I think we have some uh, What Movie Am I segments that we need to do, sir. What do you think? All right. Let's do it. Okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. I shot him six times. I, I shot him in the heart. That... Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... I'm Batman. Nice go. Thanks. I, I, I warned you ahead of time. We got to do two. So you got your two prepared for us today, sir? Sure. All right. So I'm going to go first. All right. And you remember the rules, right? Yes. You know, as we're going on, you know, it, it gets a little bit harder and harder, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, you if you get stuck, you're allowed to ask for one hint. And the hint is usually something that is a really good indication of what it could be. So good times. All right. All right. The first movie is... And I got to set up the scene for you. So here we go. We got three college friends. They're hanging out and they go to a library and they decide that uh, they're going to create some noise. And in the meantime, after they create some noise, they come in contact with a librarian. They go ahead and ask her where she's from. And she gets upset and has a face that only a mother could love. (laughs) What movie am I? You are Ghostbusters. Very good. That's one point for you, sir. Yay. Two points total. Good job. All right. All right. Let's Here see. Here we go. Um, okay. There is a group of friends uh, hanging out together. They are at a drive-in movie theater. The, the movie The Shining is showing on the screen. And one of the friends decides to go up to the concession stand at this point to get a cup of coffee. Is this The Outsiders? What movie am I? (laughs) It is not The Outsiders. Okay. All right. If I cut you off, you know, so go ahead and finish up. I'm sorry. No, that's that's where I'm at. The group of friends go to a drive-in movie theater. They're watching The Shining. The movie The Shining is on the screen. Okay. Uh, One of the friends, uh, I guess you could say the leader of the group, uh, decides to go up to the concession stand and purchases a cup of coffee. What uh, movie am I? Twister? Yes. Awesome. Nice job. Oh, man. I, I'll i be honest. I've never seen The Shining before. 
Really? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the classic scene. Here's Johnny as he's smashing through the door okay. with the axe. Okay. Because I know in Outsiders that there's a group of friends and, and one of them goes to the concession stand. But then when you said The Shining, I had to put this the, in my head. I was like, well, there's a scene in Twister. And so I was hoping you were talking about Helen Hunt. So, okay. There you go. All right. So, Twister. Good. Well done. All right. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we have... Uh, we have uh, a race. We have two people racing. One of the people in the race has a motorcycle. The other person has a plane. And the guy that is in the plane doesn't know that his plane has been tampered with. So he is flying, starts to have smoke come out of it while he's trying to catch up to the guy in the bike. And he goes to the same place where somebody previously died uh, a week earlier uh, and manages to survive, and he finishes the race, barely making it, gets out of the plane, and uh, decks the guy on the motorcycle for sabotaging his plane. What movie am I? Oh, I thought I knew what it was at first, but then but then that's totally not it. Um... And you get one clue, and I promise you the clue I would give you would totally give it away. Gosh. So... Yeah, yeah. Uh, is the movie Cannonball Run? No. All right. It's Iron Eagle. <laughs> All right. It's because we have uh, Jason Gedrick in the plane, and, yeah. and Bobby from Karate Kid, and uh, Styles from Team Wolf. Uh, they're up in the other plane, and they see the smoke coming out, and he's trying to catch up to the douchebag on the bike. Who's the sheriff in Walking Tall? Nice. And then uh, he, he crosses the line, gets out, and punches him in the face. Said, "You could have killed me." And he's like, "What'd you say?" He goes, "You could have killed me. I can't hear you." And then he punches him in the face. Say, "Do you hear me now?" You know. So it was. Man, I, the, my, I got the first miss of the game. Yeah, first miss. So rats. It is now three to two. All right. So I. Oh man, I feel bad. You missed it, dude. Nope, it's part of the game. <laughs> Can't get them all right. So, so next week, I think you should give me. You know, you we're stepping up the game now, so it's gonna get a little bit harder and harder and harder and harder. So, the the score is now three to two. I am leading. So, good Wait, job. No, it's only two to two yet. You still have a second one to answer. Oh yeah, good. You're right. I apologize. Oh no, <laughs> don't put the points on the board yet, son. All right, you gotta get by this little tasty number I got. All right, here we go. All right, so, um, let's see, how do I open this? Um, okay, uh, so the scene opens. Uh, there's a guy in the bathtub. He's in his bathroom. He's 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 in the bathtub, relaxing, having a smoke, unwinding after a long day. The door gets kicked in. Three gentlemen rush into his bathtub and start threatening him and they threaten him by putting a small furry mammal into the bathtub with him what movie am i <laughs> oh man uh give me a clue um boy let's see what clue can i give you i am so clueless on this one all right uh okay this no well, that's not good yeah don't give me some that'll like totally give it away but something that'll point me in the right direction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um let's see <laughs> these let's see 
I don't want to say that either. Um, <laughs> these men are threatening to cut off his balls. <laughs> and they are a group of nihilists. Oh, gotta look in the dictionary with nihilists. <laughs> they tell him, we are nihilists. We believe in nothing. We'll cut off your balls. Wow. I guess the score's tied, baby, because I have no clue what movie this is. This movie also co-stars a guy who was a co-star in the previous movie that I challenged you with. Twister has a similar co-star who passed away recently. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman mm-hmm. is in this movie, and <laughs> I've only seen very few of his movies. Uh-oh. So that would explain why I missed it. Uh-oh. So what movie is it, son? This movie is The Big Lebowski. Wow. And I know you love this movie, and I've never seen it, so there you go. Record scratch. <laughs> yep. Wait. I swear to God, I've never seen this movie. Why? I I know that John Goodman is in it, but I've never seen this movie. All right, Mike. So I will add it to the I'm list. Gather myself for a second. You need to watch Big Lebowski. <laughs> Classic movies, Masuda's is not seen. Holy cow. Yeah. So fair enough. We are tied at two and two. Yeah, that's right. There we go. Take the point <laughs> off the board. Tied up, baby. <laughs> Two and two. All right. Next week, I can't, I got to get you good, man. Uh-huh. Excellent. All right, sir. That's it for uh, what movie am I? Should we roll into the music spotlight, sir? Hit it. All right. Let's do it. All right, so since I figured uh, I was duped many times in this uh, particular movie, I thought I'd pick a song that uh, works great from one of my favorite lines of, how did you know she was evil? It's because she talks in her sleep. And what better song to play than talking in your sleep? I love it. So I was like... That's a great song. Yeah, man. I was like, I got duped. She talks in her sleep. There you go. It only makes sense to play some talking in your sleep. So, And it's a phenomenal, great tune. That's the music spotlight that I got picked, baby. You like it? It's I love it. Awesome. All right, sir. Uh, I am super pumped for next week. I accept the challenge to find the, the goodness in the crap. And uh, I'm interested to find out if I actually like it. So uh, we can watch the. Re- I'll be able to watch the retiring Shia LaBeouf. So <laughs> I just read an article about that nut job and the, the nine crazy things he's done in his career. And what a wacko. Did, did you see the Michael Myers post where he puts a, he writes on his mask. I'm, I'm no longer famous. Yeah. It's just like Shia LaBeouf put the bag over his head. I thought that was funny. So if you want to write in uh, for the next episode, please do so at stlpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget to check out Mr. Jason. He's got the 200th episode coming out in a couple of days. He's going to be doing some RoboCop, but it's the 200th episode of Flicks Podcast. Yeah. Go right in. Check that out. I am super pumped for that. And I cannot wait to hear what he has to say because depending on what he says determines if I watch that movie. If 
But man, did you see the Samuel L. Jackson rip apart <laughs> that guy? Uh, or think he was Lawrence Fishburne? That was the greatest thing I've seen. I love that he would not let that guy off the hook. You that know, guy backpedaled so hard. Do you know all the white guys? They all look the same, too. <laughs> You're the entertainment reporter, right? Oh, man. I love it, dude. He would not let that go. It was, that was great. That was amazing. Um, hopefully, next week... Uh, we'll be back. Uh, it's kind of going to be 50-50. I, um, I got some uh, personal things going on next week, so hopefully we'll be back. But if not, uh, you know. Uh, like you take care of your personal problems on your own time. Yeah. <laughs> what a jerk. That would be personal time, sir. I got to call it a sick day. but That's right. You got to call it a sick day. You got to give me a note. I'll pre-approve it. I might deny it. You yeah. never know. And there you go. But the plan is for next week uh, to be here for – the crystal skull. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, sir, why don't you tell us what we got planned? What you got planned for us to hear your voice, sir, in other sort of different in other venues. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We just, uh, we just recorded a new movie Mojo monthly, which will be coming out someday. Um, that, that will be out at some point soon, uh, discussing oh, a lot of movies, most, most specifically the Lego movie and monuments men. So, that will be fun to hear back from. Uh, Real Films Podcast, as always, check it out. Go and listen. Um, we just dropped our latest one, which... The Gorilla uh, Man. Gr- the, gr- the Grizzly Man. Yeah, the Grizzly Man. <laughs> the Grizzly Man. <laughs> hey, to um, be fair, I haven't listened to it yet. I just I, saw the picture. It's like, oh, I meant to say Grizzly, not Gorilla. It's a fun one. and We have a new one that will be coming out soon uh, covering Lost in La Mancha and all the Oscar-nominated uh, documentaries. So we'll be discussing those. And you can find me over at Changing Channel. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, the, the first episode on the new changing channels feed will be, uh, not the top 10, not a top 20, but a top 30 skillet list. Uh, you sir suggested (laughs) a top 50 to do two episodes. You said 20 or 30. I'm like both. Well, you know, cause I mean, they have been around since 1990, uh, what? 1972. I, I mean, it's a, dude, so I, hundreds of songs for me to pick. So and everybody's like, yeah, top 30. So in a few days uh, after the Changing Channels thing changes over, that'll be the first episode. And then from then on, I'll start uploading the older episodes, episode one. So I'm obviously going out of order. But uh, for those who weren't able to download the show, can get on, on iTunes uh, starting after the Changing Channels feed updates, the Skillet episode post, and then episode one through six will start getting uploaded but you can still find i'll still be uploading to the old feed until things get switched over officially so it's going to be a little while so sweet i'm looking forward to it so thank you guys so much for writing in dude i loved i loved talking this movie man it was so much fun and uh it's a great movie it's easy to talk it yeah and then after we do crystal skull then we're going to do True Lies, and then after True Lies is Quick Change, Woo-hoo! and then after Quick Change is uh, Dumb and Dumber, and then after that, I guess we put up another vote, man. So, oh, yeah, and then we go back to an Arnold movie eventually. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man, for the next couple of weeks ahead, man. I think it's gonna be some fun time, sir. Yes, it will. All right. Well, uh, thank you, sir, for joining me, and I uh, hope you guys had a blast in this episode as much as I did. And uh, don't forget to check out all the other shows. Uh, did a new Shadowy Flight. 
for all you Knight Rider fans. So be on the lookout for that. That should be posting any day now. And then, uh, yeah, don't forget to check out all adjacent stuff. Show me to Winston, Film and Focus. Real films. Real films. <laughs> you got to think with real films. It's like you're on a, like the podcast host or something. It's my else. new baby, man. I know. Man. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a good one. Take care. Masuna South.
All right. Hey. So. What's up? When I call you, yeah? you answer. I know. I did answer. And it said there was a problem with your recording device. I'm like, really? And then I had to hang up on you. Hmm. That's how it is. Hmm. Sounds sketchy. I don't know. I don't know. Why are you so low? Why don't you sound loud? What? There we go. Okay, there we go. Just, just the volume here. All right. Why? <laughs> I mean, I have the volume turned all the way down. Why don't you yell? Oh, what's up, sir? How much, man? Okay, sir. So, um, let me just say this. I think I should have watched this one first and then watched the other two out. No, no. Yeah. Right into it. Bang, bang, bang. Let's... <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So, uh, man. All right. Let me let me start that over, cause man, I screwed that up. That'll be a good right. blooper, I guess. Okay, sir. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk this movie, sir. As you right. said, it was gonna be a pretty full episode, and and boy, was it. Um, I gotta say, man. Uh, you know, not 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 trying to blow my wad too early, I guess. Uh, the the right tone of uh, phrase there, but uh, that was not the right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should change that up. No, no, no. Keep it in. Yeah. 